Welcome, fasting fitness friends. This podcast will be about sharing information and stories on fasting and fitness. Bill is a martial arts instructor, business owner, husband, and father. Lisa is a retired music educator, an ultra runner, singer, dancer, wife, and mom. We have both lost weight and found a healthier lifestyle combining intermittent fasting and fitness activities. We hope you'll join us as we share content that can help both mental and physical wellness. Please remember the information presented here is not to be taken as medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare practitioner before making any changes. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon, Jen. Hi, Lisa. I'm so glad to be here. I am so delighted to be interviewing you. And thank you so much for taking the time to do this um, at a pretty quick quick notice. We just sort of made our plan the other day, I think, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So um, I just want to tell our listeners how I met Jen. Uh, Jen has a Facebook page called uh, Run Fasted. Is that, am I saying that right now? And I'm a runner and I was um, looking for like-minded people that run with fasting. And it was, um, I think I found out from one of the other fasting communities I was in. And then now we're friends on Facebook and I'd like to say in life. And so Jen agreed to uh, talk to our listeners. So Jen, if you don't mind, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your backstory and what brought you to intermittent fasting? Sure, absolutely. Um, I have always been a runner and um, I became a mother in my early 20s and I, I had some weight gain with each child. Um, I was able to lose it though in time. Um, so I never had a huge struggle with weight. Um, with running though, I had decided I was going to do a marathon and that was 20, early 2019, March of 2019. And I had a couple pounds I wouldn't mind. I, I thought I wouldn't mind, you know, just toning up a little bit, but I was surprised. I actually gained weight running and my food entitlement was through the roof and I wanted sugar. I wanted sugar constantly and I couldn't figure out how to get control over all of that. So it was amazing to me. I ran that first marathon about seven pounds heavier than I normally am. And I was disappointed in that. Um, I, I was wearing, a, a, I went up one size of clothes and I was buying things in a slightly larger size. And I was, I was shocked. Um, I, loved, I loved the marathon. I didn't want to cut that out, but I also was trying to figure out how I could how, how the heck I could balance running longer distances with not um, feeling that food entitlement. And I stumbled across intermittent fasting. It was sort of a frenemy of mine <laughs> that posted about it. And I saw it, I thought, what is this? And I looked it up and the initial thing it described was 16-8. And I thought, okay, that's, that, seems, that seems doable. And at first though, I hadn't run, I hadn't um, come across Jen Stevens' work um, so I was definitely not clean fasting. I thought if I just wasn't eating anything from, you know, for 16 hours, I still like, I'd have an occasional glass of wine after I closed my window, which is ridiculous, but I, I hadn't, I hadn't come across good resources. 
so and then I also was putting um, putting things in my coffee. I was putting milk and stevia in my coffee. So then I, I came across some YouTubers that you know they were all these muscly guys that were talking about it. And they also they have all these drinks you can have. You can have diet soda, all of these kind of cheats. And I I hated it. I was white knuckling even for those 16 hours. So then I came across, uh, it was the intermittent fasting podcast that Jen does with Melanie Avalon. Uh-huh. And that changed my world. It changed my perspective. Wow. I really dialed it in and I was able to go to OMAD one meal a day. Um, I usually have about a four hour window for myself. Um, but I think I did 19.5 at first because that was what Jen said she did. And I thought, okay, once I was able to kind of get past that, those, the fat adaptation, which happened pretty quickly for me, I was able, it, I was able to go 19 hours, no problem at all. And what, what do you know, those few pounds, um, dropped off. Yeah. I was able to wear all of my old clothes and things were amazing. So, so a couple of things I want to, I love, I never heard this, um, this phrase before, but I know exactly what it is. You called it food entitlement. And I I can't even tell you, like I have these friends that, oh, I ran three miles and they eat a bunch of bagels and and cake and cookies. And it's like, no, 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 no. I had a similar experience when I trained for my first 50 miler, I, I gained weight and I was running like crazy and I was working full time and I was like, what is this? And I don't think I was really eating that much, but I think it was the stress uh-huh. of all that training. But I love that food entitlement. That is fabulous. Now, let me ask you, how tall are you? I'm 5'8". Oh, you're tall. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm 5'3". And then um, do you wish to disclose your age? How do you feel about that? Sure, sure I can. I am 43. I'll be 44 in June, and I'm very proud of my age. So you should I, be. I hate when people say uh Never ask a lady her age. Right. I'm proud of it. These are yeah, you look amazing. You look oh, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I'm 60. I'll be 61 in two I weeks. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah. So I love, I, I can't tell you how much I love the way you phrase that food entitlement because I see that so often, not just in the running community, but um, I was a fitness instructor at several gyms for over 10 years. And I would see, you know, these people come to the gym, do their workout, and then go to breakfast and eat, you know. So you can, and we say this all the time in in the fasting and exercise community, you cannot out-exercise a bad diet, right? 100%. Yeah, so seven pounds, that's a lot. And people think, you know, I know there's people in the communities that have lost 50 125 but when you're fit and you're small seven pounds makes a huge difference doesn't it right and it was it felt to me like I I just toned up and um it was it was only seven pounds on the scale but I it I looked like it was much more there were so many more inches and it was around my my waist my tummy which is where I carry excess weight and that is you know that's visceral fat that is the type of fat that is going to cause heart uh, health problems later. And to be able to get rid of that to me was just, it was priceless. And, you know, seven pounds on a five, eight frame doesn't sound like that much, but people noticed, so yeah. it, it, you know, because that's what fasting does it. You know, you, you don't lose the muscle. You in fact can increase the muscle and you're just, it's just pure fat you're losing, you know? 
Yeah, so you, um, that's a really excellent point that it's visceral fat. And the other thing is if you're 43, a lot of women around your age, they start heading into their um, perimenopause and their hormones are changing. And it's like another puberty almost coming of age and they start to get thick around the middle. And so you kind of like headed that right off at the pass. Right, right. Yeah. So, wow. Fabulous. And um, what besides the running and the clothes fitting better, um, did you notice any other benefits like mental clarity or any other little tiny health issues? I will say um, one thing that I didn't necessarily expect is that it increased my confidence because it increased the way that I saw myself. I was no longer a slave to my desires. I could tell myself I'm going, you know, I, I can have that if I want. Maybe I won't choose to have that cookie anymore or, you know, as often, but I, I can have whatever I want. I'm just going to delay it. Like Jen Stevens says, delay, don't deny. And that really helped me see that what control I have over so many aspects of my life. I'm not a slave to whatever comes next into my peripheral and I decide I want or I need. I don't have to have everything right now. Right. And I hear that a lot in the fasting community that um, the once you master your fasting practice, it spills over into other areas of your life. You know, um, I know a lot of people become more minimalistic, you know, they donate clothes, they, they declutter their homes. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's a really good point. And like you said, you don't have to like never ever have it, you just push it off to later. Right. So if I can do that with fasting, then I can do that with really anything in life. I, I show myself that. Wow. Excellent. So um, tell us about your running and um, your schedule. I know you just had like a big thing in your home and you had dogs that had puppies. And so your life was a little chaotic for a while. But normally, what time of day do you run and how do you uh, time your eating window around your fitness? Okay. I, I love to run. I also uh, do strength training. I like to do hit training too a couple times a week. Um, and uh, walking, hiking, uh, I try to keep active. Um, the time of day that I run will vary based on the time of year because I have a really flexible schedule. So I can go either during the winter, I like to go at the warmest part of the day. And during the summer, I like to go before the, the it gets too hot because the, the Colorado sun, is it can be grueling. I know it's not comparable to the Tucson sun, but it's, it beats down on you. So yes. going early kind of helps, helps with that. Um, so I, I do vary that. Um, I also will tend to, if it's a long run that I'm doing, tend to try to do it in the morning earlier in the day so that it's not occupying my entire day. Um, right. so that really does vary, but I enjoy going the most fast that I can. So if I can fit a run in at 17, 18, 19 hours, that feels really good to me. I feel oh. uh, supercharged, you know, so. Um, oh, so you prefer that. That's yeah. fabulous. So um, I have a couple of things I want to touch on. I'm taking notes while you're talking. So um, for our listeners, just um, so we don't assume, can you tell them what a HIT workout is? I know oh, what it sure. is, but let's Absolutely. just, yeah. Yeah, a high intensity interval training workout. Right. Um, and usually they're somewhere around, they can be like 15 to maybe 30 minutes long. They're not usually longer than 30 minutes. Even 30 would be a little bit long, but um, you do short bursts of really high intense exercise 
followed by um, a bit of a rest in between. So you're getting your heart rate up and then you're, you're just bringing it back down slightly and you keep on with that for the duration of the, uh, the workout. Yeah. So I incorporate those as well because I'm a very slow runner and I just, I can't, I just can't run fast because I always get injured. So I do some interval training in, in the house. I'm a, I teach dance and I do Tabata. And so for those of you that want to up your game, if you, if you think you're not running fast enough to get your heart rate up into a zone um, and you want to work on maybe losing some fat, um, you, you just kind of like push it to the max. You take a little bit, push it to the max. And there's a gazillion, gazillion YouTube videos for free if you want a little bit of guidance. So I highly recommend that to people. So have you done any races since you've started intermittent fasting and running? I have, I have. I've done, let's see. Um, I, I did New York City Marathon in 2019. That was uh, I, I did that. I did, I did a couple half, half marathons to, um, in training for that because, uh, let's see, March was that first marathon. And then I, uh, and then I came onto intermittent fasting in April of 2019. Okay. So I, I think I did, uh, yeah, a couple half marathons and maybe a 10 K and then, um, then, uh, the, um, the New York city marathon. So the New York city marathon, it, I knew it was on the horizon. And I had, once I discovered intermittent fasting, I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to do a marathon and fast. I thought, is this going to just be too much for my body? And so I started to desperately search for answers about whether or not that was possible. And I couldn't find very much. Uh, Jim and Melanie have a podcast. I think it's maybe episode 34 or 35 of the intermittent fasting podcast um, that that is about um, endurance sports and, and, um, fasting. And they referenced Mark Sisson who wrote, um, the, uh, primal, primal. primal endurance. Yeah. yeah. And so I immediately bought that book and I started listening and he does, I think he does like a 14, no, he does a 17 hour daily fast is what he does. And he's an elite athlete. Yep. And so I thought, okay, I'm not an elite athlete, but if you can do this, then it's possible. And so I, um, I started training for New York and I was looking for an online community. I was looking for real people because I wanted to know how do, how do I know? How do I know if maybe I'm going to you know, be in a danger zone if it's necessary for me to break my fast? I carried around the same damn picky bar, if you know what that is. <laughs> I do a picky bar. I love picky bars. <laughs> It was so crumpled and beat up by the yeah. end of my, my Just training. in case. We did that right. in the beginning. We would carry like uh, bacon jerky just in case. And right. it was like all the, ew, go ahead. Right, right. <laughs> I, I never ate the damn thing. And so I right. thought like, I didn't, I didn't want to just pop it. And I certainly didn't want to buy a new one. They're expensive. So, uh, so I just carried it around with me for months just in case. Just in and case. I, yeah, yeah. I And I did the... Um, the Mastatone heart rate training. Too. Oh, I know about that too. Yeah, so um, how is, um, the Mastatone, I had a friend who had um, a digestive issue and her doctor actually prescribed that for her because when she ran too hard, she had a little bit of internal bleeding. So if you want to look that up, it's called Mastatone. How do we spell that? Do you remember? I think it's M-A-F-A-T-O-N-E, I think. Uh, or maybe yeah. Q-S, but Phil Mastatone is, yep. is his name. And he came up with this, this style of 
keeping your heart rate at um, in the aerobic zone. Right. So for me, that number was 135. So I did <laughs> not get my heart rate over 135, which my heart rate can get up really high. It just does. I was a runner as a child. And um, I, 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 my doctor, what my, how my doctor explained it to me, he said it wasn't a problem that it got up that high because the heart is a muscle. And, and because it learned very early on that I was safe getting up that high, it'll, it'll go up into a really high zone, but I feel great. I don't, so what his recommendation for me was just to turn off my alert on my, my watch, Yeah. <laughs> but to keep my heart rate that low, that meant I was walking a great, great deal of gotcha. Time. Um, and I found that a bit frustrating because my runs took a long time. However, I also discovered the joy of kind of, you know, having a meditation practice with my running and a learning practice with my running, listening to podcasts rather than like um, fast music. That was what I would listen to before to kind of set my pace. Instead, like, you know, it's the, the beauty of taking it slow and really embellishing it. Yeah, so my husband has a very high heart rate, and I have like really low heart rate. That's why I have to do the hit workouts because I can't get my heart rate up unless I'm like sprinting down a mountain. But um, but I want to me mention this to our listeners that if you're if you've been active, whether it's running or any kind of fitness program, and then you start your fasting practice, it's okay to take it down a notch and maybe keep your heart rate a little bit lower until your body adapts. So I love that you did your research. Now I'm going to throw out some names because you know I'm in the ultra running community and there's a man, an elite runner named Zach Bitter and he runs a hundred miles like almost fasted and he I broke the work. Yeah. Hearing about him. Yeah. yeah and there's, there's um, intermittent fasting and plus being fat adapted like the keto style of eating is is very prevalent in the ultra running community for multiple reasons. Because when you're running an ultra, it's like who wants to be eating every hour? Like people don't have time for that. Right. And also um, a lot less stomach distress, mm -hmm. you know, digestive issues if you're not eating all the time. So it's not fasting and exercise, it's not a fad. It's something that's been around a long time. And if you think about the cavemen, they would, you know, hunter gatherers. They had to run, 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 hunt their prey. Then they would eat. Then they would run, run, run. It's like they didn't eat every like twenty five minutes, you know, right. because right, right. Yeah, I think it's funny when people say, "Oh, you have to eat protein within an hour of exercising." And think about that. How could cavemen have done that? It's it's impossible. No, and um, and the cavemen didn't pre workout, post workout. Right. You know. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. Now, did you do? Do you do any? Do you do any electrolyte supplements like salt or anything like that, Jen? I do. I do. Um, I like. There's one called Keto Chow Drops that I put in my water. I was doing um, a pill. I like that because I don't like to taste things really when I run, and so uh, which I actually hated eating when I ran to do my first marathon. It just, it it doesn't taste good. It makes my my mouth taste you know for a while and I, I just I despised it so finding this finding intermittent fasting really solved that dilemma for me but um the salt pills I liked but then I found out that there can be fillers in there that could contribute to breaking the fast and I do try to keep my fast intact as possible I know some people make exceptions for little things here and there and I don't know oh. what people do but 
I want to keep my fast as intact as possible. So these um, electrolyte drops, uh, I just, I put them in my water and um, it's just kind of the full um, sodium profile. Uh, Excellent. Magnesium, all of that in there. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that does it for me. And what are they called? Keto Chow. Chow, okay. I'm just, I used uh, S caps. They're made by Hammer, I think. Um, cause that always worked well for us. And now I just take a little Ziploc bag with pink Himalayan salt. And I also put a little, um, salt in my black coffee in the morning because I had a hard time giving up the artificial sweeteners. So that, that helped me. So what, okay. So how did you end up starting your lovely and fabulous Facebook community for us? So I went first to, um, Jen Stevens groups, the delay don't deny groups. She's got several of them. And I started posting there. I'd post a picture post uh, run and I would say, you know, I'm today I ran 14 miles completely fasted or, you know, as it increased. And I was really looking for people to say like, oh, I've done that or I could, you know, but most, most of the time people started asking me questions. And um, because I had done some, some research, I did know a, a, a little bit so I decided I was just going to start a group. And then instead of messaging with people individually, we could just collect all of this knowledge in one spot and, uh, and all share it together, not have to always repeat it over and over again. Um, and it just, it kind of blew up fast because there were enough people looking for that information out there. And it, it's, it's amazing. I find it to be a really supportive, positive community. Yeah, it's fabulous. And I thought that's how I found you because um, the Delay Don't Deny community, they're great, but there's a, a wide range of uh, needs, abilities, so on. And everyone thinks like, oh, I'm this crazy runner. I'm not like in my, well, in my world, I'm not a crazy runner. I hang around with people that do far more than I do. So I was very grateful to find your community because I think there's a need for it and there's absolutely a space for it that right. more and more people are realizing you don't need to pre and post fuel every time you right. do anything. Right. So tell us what happened when your dog had puppies and um, how did that affect your training and your fasting? Oh my gosh. So um, I had a litter of eight puppies. Um, they are 12 weeks old today. Um, I, let's see, I got a standard poodle male and he from the breeder had gotten a vasectomy. So then about a year later, I decided to get a female and I got her and um, I was advised to wait until she was about a year and a half or two to get her spayed um, so that she could benefit from the hormones while she was still growing. Um, so I let her go through her first heat cycle and where there's a will, there's a way they made it. And it was just kind of impossible to keep them apart at all. Oh my God. And I was worried. I was worried, but I spoke to the breeder and she said, you know, just like a, a, a human man who has a vasectomy, he can't get her pregnant. I was like, well, I, I know sometimes that does, <laughs> there are those, uh, those exceptions. And I had a, I had my vet, who's a mobile vet, look at her, and she didn't, she didn't think that, you know, she didn't feel anything. So we just went on about life, and uh, then she, her stomach just kept getting more and more distended. And I took her into the vet, and they said, yeah, 
she's she's pregnant and she the puppies are going to come they came a week and a half after that i had a week and a half to prepare i am not oh. a breeder i don't know oh. anything i didn't know anything about it and i just had to kind of drop everything and learn how the heck was wow. i to navigate that so and so that's been my entire life for the past three months so yeah it's funny that the pandemic didn't didn't really interrupt my fasting or my running i found it um those things to be an anchor for me during that time. But I, I, I just, my sleep was so interrupted with the puppies, um, getting up, you know, all night kind of to, you know, at the beginning, counting them and making sure everyone was okay. And uh, that mom hadn't rolled over on top of them or those things. And then they, uh, they just were a lot of work. So I, I, I managed to get probably once a week a run in. Um, but I, I didn't, and, and my fasting, my window was becoming, creeping into becoming longer and longer. And I was starting comfort eating again. Um, but I have now found homes for all the puppies, but one, because I'm trying to decide whether or not I, 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 th I think it's best if I find him a home. But right now I, I really wanna, I, I, I'm not ready. So he's the right. one I'm holding on to. But I have, with just him now, I've been able to kind of drop back into that again and it feels really good to settle back into that routine i just i just was not feeling good when with with you know not having enough movement in my body not have having too much food over too long of a period of time um digestively and energy wise yeah. it, it just kind of was a cycle but you know that's life and uh so a couple of things. So you had this unexpected, this was totally unexpected. It wasn't like you said, oh, I'm going to let my dogs mate. You were like, my dogs are, are on birth control, they're fixed, and it's not going to happen. And then, whoa, and you had very little time. So your life just threw you this like immediate curve um, and you had to adapt. Like you can't go running every day when you're worrying about puppies and you're fasting. Um, you were probably still fasting, but because you're because the lack of sleep, you know, right. the window creeps. So now going, like right now, like how, is it, you're getting back into it. Is it like jumping on the bike? Does it feel like an old friend or is it a little bit harder to like, you have to kind of work your way back. How does that feel now? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. So running has not felt hard at all. It feels, it feels good. Um, and, and I think the first couple runs maybe, you know, I thought like, who put this damn heel hill here? So, you know, the same course I run every day, but for, for, you know, just not having done it for a while. Um, it just, that it, I could feel the uphill where it normally doesn't bother me, but it quickly jumped back into that. Now fasting, uh, that has been, I, I find that somewhere around 18 or 19 hours, my brain will tell me that I'm starving and I know I'm not, and I know I'm okay. And at that point I know, okay, get up and do some dishes or do some laundry or clean the bathrooms, find some way to keep my, keep myself moving and distract myself. So I'm not sitting there thinking about I'm, I'm so hungry, you know? So, yeah. Um, so you had to kind of get back in shape, you know, get that muscle back in shape for fasting. Right. And, right. and I just want to point that out because, you know, a lot of people in the fasting community feel like it's all or nothing. And, if your life throws you a curve and your fasting practice changes, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Just 
be like, you know what? I know how to do this. I've done it. And it's going to be a little hard again. I have to, it's like, so I, I liken it to like, I'm a runner. And if I have an injury and I miss a period of time running, then when I get back into running, it's like almost starting back at zero. So you gain the fitness in a, you know, in a, in a certain manner, but you lose it even quicker. So I think with fasting, it's a similar thing. Like, you know what to do. If things change, just get back and it'll come back to you is what I want to say to people. Absolutely. I agree with that. And I think that, you know, when I look at the grand scheme of things, I chose to acknowledge my success with it rather than my failure that, you know, most people to not eat for 17 hours a day, if that would be, that would be feel impossible but you know that's about the point when it would start to get a little bit hard for me and i would just say okay i you know i i can do this i've got this maybe go to the grocery store or something for some reason i don't know going to the grocery store when i'm fasting doesn't bother me it's wow activity and then i can think about what i'm going to eat later and I, I don't i for some reason that helps me pass the time i know it's not that way for everyone but that right. is something that I'll do sometimes if I feel like, oh my gosh, I, I, I need to eat right now. Like go to the store, go to the store right. and plan it out for later. And well, I think what that, what's happening here is you're, um, you're getting out of the house, right. you're getting in the car. So you're breaking that momentum. So for me, I usually just take a walk or I love to vacuum. I know it sounds very crazy, but I love the vacuum. I love playing the piano. So I have to ask you, so you're, ma you're married, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. And so how does your fasting work out with your family? It is sometimes hard and it's, it's, it's hard with the pandemic because my husband's been working from home. Um, my kids are home all the time and they eat all the time. It blows my mind. Amazing. And my husband, whatever I do, my husband will try to do. So he, he does a little bit of fasting, but for him, he'll fast for 12 or 14 hours. He's never had a weight issue at all whatsoever. Um, and he, and he's, He's just, he's just naturally a very thin person. Um, and, and my kids are too, but he sometimes, um, I would, when, if I do, I haven't done, um, any, um, ADF alternate day fasting for a little while, but, um, I was doing that a lot in the summer and early, or early fall. And that would kind of get to me to smell him making bacon or something when I was at 30 hours <laughs> fasted. <laughs> Why do you have to make that now? But um, yeah, uh, it's so it's it's okay. It's it the pandemic has made it has brought some challenges with it just because they're home and eating all day long and right. I'm subjected to the smells. But I just tell myself I can have that later if I want right. to have it later. And sometimes I ask him, "Hey, can you make a couple extra pieces of bacon?" And then when I hit the time to eat, then I you know have that then, and uh, it's already made. And, uh, Great. Yeah. And so he's supportive of your fasting. Yes. It's mainly just other people being in the kitchen and the food happening. And uh, how old are the kids that are still living in your house now? I have I have a 23-year-old daughter who doesn't live at home, but I also have then a 20-year-old son and a 12-year-old son. Oh, you have a 12-year-old? Uh-huh. Yeah. So you have a girl and two boys? Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. And so your, um, your girl is an adult now, so you don't have to explain to her that you're fasting because a lot of women try to be a little bit careful about talking about fasting if they have growing middle school age, you know, girls. And what about your boys? Um, do they know about it? Like, what do they think about it? Um, all of them, I have just from the get go been clear. I, 
it was when I first found it, it was my new toy and I kind of could talk about nothing but it, but that. And so my daughter will sometimes harass me and say, oh, I engine mentioned fast because I talked about it so much, but I was so excited to share with them the health benefits and just, you know, it was, to me, it was, it was the most exciting thing I, I could find. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. And my daughter, she's a, she's a Pilates instructor. She is a retired ballet dancer and she's oh. a fit person. Um, but she, she, uh, she fasts, not, not, a not, you know, 24 or anything like that, but she just, uh, she works very early mornings. Uh, she teaches Pilates classes in the early morning. And so she just waits until lunch to eat. And then she goes to bed pretty early. So um, she has probably a six or seven hour window in the afternoon. Cause she said, you know, she was putting all these things in her coffee, but then, you know, learning from me about autophagy and all of the benefits of it, she decided, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait to have that until I get home and have some black coffee before I go to, go to work. So, um, yeah. And I, I want to mention if half of America did that, like right. our country would be so much more healthy. So the thing is you don't need to fast just to lose weight. You mentioned autophagy, which is healing cellular healing. So even a person who's thin and in great shape and totally healthy, if they just, what you're doing is you're giving your body a rest. Right. You're right. giving your, and it, we could all do that. We don't need to constantly be making our pancreas and everything work. So what your daughter's doing is amazing. And yeah, so that sounds lovely. So um, I'm looking, I can see you on the screen and I just want to tell our listeners that uh, Jen is, she's a very beautiful woman and your skin and your skin is so lovely. Oh, thank you. And um, so I, you know, well, it's not benefit, ladies. Uh, fasting is like it helps your skin, you know, the collagen and everything. And right, who needs absolutely. who needs Botox? So, Jen, going forward, um, do you have any running goals? Like, if the pandemic ever ends, are you <laughs> are you hoping to do any more events, or where are you at? Yes, absolutely. So, I got into New York for 2020, um, and uh, New York City Marathon. Right. And then it didn't happen. So I deferred my entry. Um, I'm, I haven't heard yet if it's happening this year. I, if it does, I'm going to need to get my, my rear end gear and yeah. get going on training. Um, but I know how to do that. And um, I know how to make it fun and exciting. Um, I have discovered Galloway method. Yes. is a method of intentionally walking and running yeah. at intervals. And I've found it pretty relaxing. I don't do it all the time and I'm just, I'm just new to it. So I'm by no means an expert on it, but I found that it's kind of helped me with my motivation when I can tell myself, okay, you're going to, yes, you're going to go out for a run and maybe that feels daunting right now, but you, you don't have to go, you know, so hard at it. You don't, you can, you can, you can go slow again and, uh, and, and take my time and really just appreciate this time out of the house away from the dogs, away from the puppies, away from the smell of cooking bacon. Yeah. <laughs> so I like your husband because I'm a bacon eater. I'm a keto, you know, I love it. Right. So for those of you that don't know, Galloway, you can just Google it. It's a fabulous method of running and walking. And I've done half marathons where people do the Galloway method. They, you know, they like run two minutes, walk a minute, whatever it is. And, and they beat me. 
And I'm like running the whole time. So anybody that's thinking, oh, I would like to try running. This is a really nice introductory way to start, right? Absolutely. I did it with my sister. I just went to, I'm from Kansas, went uh, to bring one of the puppies to a friend there. Um, she took him. And with my sister, we, my sister, a, a huge runner has always been. Um, and we, that when I see her, that's every single day we get together and we do a run and it's, it's beautiful. It's so connecting. Um, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. So she's been doing Galloway. And so we were, we were doing it together. And I was amazed that the first day we just ran five miles. The second day we Gallowayed five miles and our pace was the same. Yeah. So that, that's the point I'm making. Like I did a half marathon when I first moved to Tucson and this one woman kept walking, running, walking, running. And I, you know, I'm a very friendly person. I was like, are you okay? She's like, no, I'm doing the Galloway. And she came in like right behind me and I ran the whole time. And I was so impressed. Uh Yeah. So, um, all right. So for our listeners, just Jen looks very lovely because whenever I see you on Facebook, your hair is pulled back in a ponytail. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I just got back from a trail run. I went with um, a new friend. So I, so um, the pandemic has affected my running quite a bit. I mean, I'm running, but I'm not doing like my group runs, which uh-huh. I miss I miss a little bit. But I am running with one or two people that I trust, that I know like their safety protocols are similar to mine. Right, I and, do that. Yeah, and I know it'll it'll be it, it'll it'll get better. So, um, do you run with the dog? I can't remember. Do yes, you run? Yes. My male, um, the one who had the failed vasectomy, he's my <laughs> he's my running partner, and he's huge. He is he's he, they're standard poodles, my dogs, but the my boy is twenty nine inches at the withers, at the shoulders, um, which I know that's hard to imagine, but he's he's like a small horse. So, oh, he's, oh, that's big. Yeah. yeah. And he's about 75 pounds. And I love it. I love that he, he and I can have this bond together. He is not a great walker. He pulls, but with running, he just stays right beside me for the most part. Excellent. And, um, yeah, it's really good for him. And it's a really great way to knock out his run so that then I just have to walk my girl after that, because it's kind of hard to find the time to walk two dogs. Yeah. One of them's a run and you know, I just strap them to me and take them with me for my run. Perfect. Out of the way. Yeah. And you're multitasking. You're getting your run in and you're getting your dog exercised. Right. Absolutely. So I want to thank you so much, um, not just for the interview, but for creating that wonderful Facebook community. Can you say the name again, Jen? Because there's so many. What's the name of the? It's called Run Fasted and the ED of, uh, so it's Run Fast and then in parentheses ED. And then the subtitle is intermittent fasting for runners. But we have um, cyclists, uh, swimmers, so kind of um, anybody, any endurance sport, it um. seems, the information seems to kind of be transferable. It's really just moving your body for a long time. You okay. Special needs that come up with it. So. Yeah, and so if anybody's training for like a long cycling event or a hiking event or um, triathlete, triathletes, they can absolutely jump on and I'm sure they will get some good support and advice, right? Absolutely. All right, so anything else you want to add? We want to talk about what we're grateful for. What would you like to sure. add, Jen? Gosh, well, right now I feel really grateful for my health. Um, I think especially during uh, coming off of this this puppy thing, there were times where I felt like I just wasn't taking care of myself. I saw that and, I, and I, I'm not a person who does well on very little sleep. 
I just don't feel like I can function fully. And so I, you know, I kind of had to just pull up my big girl pants and do it anyway. And now I'm, I'm really going back to making sure I have um, slept well, that I've eaten nourishing food for my body and that I can give my body a break from, from eating. As you said earlier, I love the way you put that because just that rest period. So I'm going yeah. to say, I'm, I'm grateful that I, that I have my health. It's, it's yeah. Exactly and it, yeah, health is, is a big thing. And people, I think people really underestimate the value of sleep. Cause I, I was a school teacher for 30 years. I had to get up, you know, every day at five and I was at the door before seven and teaching like hit the ground running at 7.30, I taught middle school. And now that I'm retired, I'm like, oh my God, sleep is, I feel like I'm still catching up <laughs> for my 30 years, but sleep is really crucial. And I know people have lives where it's hard to get enough sleep if they have jobs and children. But I think if I was to give anyone advice, really, you got to make sleep a priority, right? I agree, I agree. So sleep, um, nourishing food, taking breaks from food, and also positivity, you know, being in touch with people who are positive and like-minded. So like, just, so people say, oh, Facebook this, Facebook that, but I have found such wonderful people through Facebook and so much affirmation and inspiration and support. So I, I agree. And yeah. I love your post. You always have so much you know, positivity and gratitude in your post. And I find that really uplifting. I Thank you so much. I surround myself with people who are going to uplift me and not, you know, feed into the negativity around. Yes. And I agree. So let's all lift each other up. And um, those of you that um, either are new to exercise or maybe you've been ex exercising a long time, please jump on the Facebook communities and ask those questions because if you have that question, somebody else probably has it too. So there's no question that's too um, small or don't, don't worry about asking anything. And also we're, we're all learning. Like I'm learning about my exercise and fasting and um, it's, it's a growth curve, right? Right, right. And we all start somewhere. So there's no judgment if someone joins and uh, it maybe isn't running yet and they just want to know if it can work or maybe they run and they don't, you know, they, they've heard of fasting and they're just curious if it can work together. So nobody's, nobody jumps down your throat if you ask the wrong question. Absolutely. All right, Jen. Well, this has been so lovely and yeah, it's so yeah. lovely to see you. And, and just for our listeners, Jen did me a big favor because I think I asked her yesterday, like last night even, and she's like, yeah, I'm free tomorrow. And so she, Jen, you're going to be our premier guest on the podcast. You're our number one. So you're very special. And you could be like, I was the first one. And uh, so this will go up this Sunday, that, uh, which is tomorrow. That's tomorrow. <laughs> Today is, um, it's the day before thanks uh, Thanksgiving. It's the day before Valentine's Day. So it, you will be our Valentine's Day podcast, Jen. Yay. Well, All thank right. you for the Galentine's interview. Oh, there you go. Thank you so much. I'm going to pause the recording. And thank you again. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us for this podcast. Please come back next week. We'd love to hear from you. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast, please email us at fastedfitnesslifestylepodcast at gmail.com. That's one word, 
fastedfitnesslifestylepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can message us at our Facebook community, The Fasted Fitness Lifestyle. Please join our Facebook community because we would love to support you and hear your thoughts. So be well, everyone. Continue to fast on, continue your fitness, and we'll see you back here soon. Thanks.